just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin with Meals. It's the 81st episode, Meals. What's up, Oos? Um, Oosy Hot. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what is up? What is up? Um, not, not, not a whole lot on the on the two main shows this week. I'll say that much. No, really not. Like, a, not a lot happened. Well, not a lot that I found actually good. Um, you know, Twitter's been killing people off these days. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's an unfortunate circumstance. Now I'm beginning to like wonder my own fate one day. So I just want to know, let everybody know that you know, in case my thing gets deleted, just know. I don't know. I guess I'll still be here. Whatever. It gets deleted. It gets deleted. Yeah, you, no, your Twitter will not get deleted. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to Rob. Shout out to Rob. Shout out to Rob. Shout out to Amp. Amp to the dust as well. Like all Quan. Yeah, the, the snap. The snap, brothers. The snap, man. But you know what? I'm sure all of them will get their accounts back eventually. Well, some maybe <laughs> some of them will. But you know, Amp, he ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Amp, I mean, he's done, he's done, baby. I just wanted to let you know that I wish the best for you, Amp. But yeah, it's looking kind of shaky. Um, but other than that, man, I'm feeling good. I don't I'm know. Am sure. I? Are you sure? Are you? Are you I'm are never you sure. sure. I'm never sure. I would know when I'm feeling good, but okay. nothing's gone particularly wrong. So that's always a great thing. Um, I, I remember I said I want to start this thing where every week I want to give someone a shout out for just being great and amazing yeah. what they do. Yeah, what do you got um, this week? I got, well, no one submitted anything. So I just had to go out and find people who are doing great <laughs> things. Um, luckily, this person came to me. Want to give a shout out to Jeff? Jeff got a promotion at his job. Jeff, you know, my co-host for the Lookout, my you know, RSPN co-host, he got a promotion. He's he's having he said he's having one of the best top five days of his life because the Spurs won some soccer game, which I didn't know there were a team that played soccer. Yeah, I didn't but know. Um, he said he's having a great day, man. So you know what? Shout out to Jeff because Jeff says Jeff. Sometimes it, it's very you know it's very um, cool. You kind of you kind of like lose lose sight or or take for granted days like this you know yeah and you know when 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 you have days like this you kind of you always want to really just celebrate them and have people be happy for you so everybody send a shout out to jeff at yeah. old boy on twitter i mean just a few months ago you know he got in that car crash and you know almost damn near his arm almost came off so yeah you know just god bless him and you know everything moving forward with that man so shout out to jeff 
Just want to shout out. And I don't think anybody knew that either. But it's like you know. No, I mean, I think well, yeah, yeah. To the extent of it, they definitely know. He he posted on Twitter he got in a car crash, but I don't think yeah. anyone knew that he like almost hurt, like he hurt himself in this process. But yeah, man, you know what? It always comes around, is what I like to say. It always comes around. It doesn't come when you when you want it, but it comes when you need it. And I guess speaking of that, we can go to Sasha Banks' watch, right? <laughs> yeah, we can we can start off. Uh, we can start off from No Holds Barred for the 81st episode of the A Show. Uh, we're, we're also very, very, very close to the hundredth episode. Oh really? Oh my yeah. god, I didn't notice. It was just us doing this for weeks on weeks on end. I didn't even notice. Straight weeks straight. 81 um, weeks straight, okay? How could we? <laughs> how uh, how am I doing this again? Literally, I, I have no idea how I'm built for this again. But yes, 81 weeks straight. Hey, we, we're, we're, we're masters of the craft. Uh, Sasha Banks watch for this week. Um, this week, very, very light on the, on the Sasha Banks news as the WWE roster gears up to go to the UK for the UK shows next week. Uh, obviously Sasha Banks did have a post, uh, this week that did not look like Belfast. So it does not look like she traveled with them this week, this week. Well, let's see what she's got on the gram this week. Um, five days ago, she posted a picture with Eddie Guerrero, very on brand. Um, and, and not much else, quite frankly. I mean, you know, just in the just today in the news, apparently um, Becky Lynch called out Sasha Banks again. Said, "Hey, you know, it looks like she can't cut it." You know, in that <laughs> Becky Lynch, you know, she looks like she can't cut it with the man, and da, da, da. and and she kind of um, Becky Lynch kind of compared her experiences to Sasha Banks' experiences because you know, also Sasha, you know, Becky Lynch. Previously, one time SmackDown Women's Champion, the first time ever SmackDown Women's Champion, it really took her a very long time to even get back to the place that she's at now. And, you know, I talked about... Well, is, is, it, is it not a little different for that conversation, for Becky to be saying that, you know? What do you, you know, mean? Racially. Well, so... It's a little different, right? Well, yeah, it, so it is a little different, but I... But it's also to the standpoint of like, yo, she was in the, you know, I don't know if Becky was in the like the same, same position, but she was definitely in a position where she wasn't even being looked at. Like, I mean, before the whole SummerSlam sort of thing, I, I don't even think she wasn't even in long term plans. Like she wasn't there was nothing for her. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, at least Sasha Banks and Bailey had the tag team going on. Oh, it's and, on TV. I'll say that. I, I, I will say that Sasha you know, the, comparatively at the time or, or before the time, it had it a little better. Yeah, I mean, she pretty much, Becky Lynch was pretty much only used to like put over, I mean, she was having, she was in feuds at Riot Squad. She was pretty much like the third person on every six-person tag team match. So it's kind of like, it's that sort of experiences where she can see herself in that position. It's like, yo, she, I think she's comparing it because she's like, yo, I know how it feels to really want it. Yeah. And be ignored for so long but i think with becky the stars truly aligned with everything that kind of happened on and it and it's sometimes it, the thing is but when the stars align like the, the, the stars have at least got to be there you know what i'm saying like right. you got to be present you got to be there you got to be in it to win it and unfortunately if you're not in it then you you have really no chance of winning it like you can't really you know the steam punk quote is always you can't change you can't make history from your couch yeah, and uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I, like 
the the fact that she's not on the UK tour is very telling. Um, I wouldn't go either. <laughs> I already uh, missed a month. Why am I going on that two week tour? That yeah. two week hell tour. Like yeah, so the post mania UK hell tour, which last year like ran right into Saudi Arabia. So at least they they do get a a wild. Yeah, they're doing their their schedule is a little bit weird. Um, it's I think they pushed it back one week, but yeah, it it, it definitely ran into Saudi Arabia. Um, luckily that doesn't happen this year. Uh, but Sasha was also on Instagram heavy as as Mills has already pointed out. Uh, she left a comment on Tessa Blanchard, uh, who was uh, with Impact Wrestling, left a comment on her Instagram saying, uh, "Let's wrestle." That's it. That 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 sent everyone into a, a frenzy. Um, obviously, Tessa Blanchard, one of one of I mean, a lot of people thought she would be a shoe in to be in the WWE after the first May Young Classic. Um, mm-hmm. She, but since then, she's kind of made her name everywhere else. Uh, it, it's being said, I, honestly, I, I do think that she is leaving Impact very soon. Um, she is also on the the uh, Access TV Women's Wrestling Show. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Uh, she's no, I haven't. She's on that show as well. Um, so, I mean, all, all signs are pointing to her either going to AEW or WWE in the in the immediate near future. Um, so I, I mean, you could read that Sasha Banks statement or, or comment two ways, whether Tessa might be going to the WWE finally, or she will be joining her somewhere, you know? So, uh, not much there again, Sasha, Sasha Banks watched this week. Very, very light on news, but very high on speculation. In terms of that sort of comment, things like that, I think she's playing, I think it's along the similar lines of kind of like, um, WWE superstars kind of taking their own ownership and kind of doing what they want. I mean, it's her social media. She can do what they want. And I think it plays a lot into, you know, the Leo Rush conversation as well. I think we're, you know, just like in major sports with like the NBA and things, I think a lot of athletes are really taking things into their own hands. And I feel like, you know, we could be seeing something like that sort of bubbling or rising in the WWE given all the, you know, um, sort of the, the unrest i mean it's general yeah. unrest general unrest general unhappiness general turmoil i mean it, a lot of people have been very outspoken on social media about their position in wwe i mean we've seen naomi do it we've seen rusev and lana we've seen you know luke harper we've seen everyone kind of you know post how they necessarily feel about their position and it's not really there was a rumor that wwe asked for everyone's passwords and then it kind of got like really um, knocked out pretty quickly. Um, yeah, but, not, not true. Also, not legally. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just not true. You know? Yeah, that would be that would be so messed up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think as we as this continues to go on and as the year continues to go on, it, it becomes a conversation every week about who's the next person who's feeling the type of way. And I think Sasha Banks is one. Is just like yo. It, it's kind of a big effort, like really, like it's like, all right, they're either going to do it or we're not going to do it. Like it doesn't yeah. even matter. All right, from Sasha Banks, watch all the way down to <laughs> listen. This this next this next news item is something that's resurfaced again um, now with with a huge uh, Reddit post to go along with it. Uh, Lars Sullivan, his his uh, his tweets are not not even not even his tweets, his posts. This is this is how old they are. But his posts on a bodybuilding website have resurfaced, and they've added more of them this time around. Uh, there, there are all sorts of things in the show. Oh, there's like, context to it now? Yeah, like, there, <laughs> there's uh, him shitting on Susan G. Komen, uh, him shitting on AJ Styles, him shitting on Daniel Bryan, him shitting on black people, obviously, Mexicans, uh, Saudi Arabia, saying there are shits that he's taken that's more important than Saudi Arabia. Um, 
dog, a, a lot of stuff came out of that. I like the and I tweeted this earlier. Like the fact that Laura Sullivan is on TV still is incredible. Like when Hulk Hogan, when they when they even found out that they that they did that, he was fired immediately. Right. Like when they within, found out people were Nazis, when they found out people were Nazis, when they found out people said all types of inflammatory comments, people Absolutely. were reprimanded immediately. Absolutely. It is, it is, you know, say what you will about them. I know Hogan is back. Um, they're very swift when it comes to stuff like this. Like it's usually immediate when they make when they make a choice like this. I, I'm confused as to why Lars Sullivan is still on TV in prominent roles, like literally coming out in in you know, facing not top stars, but, you know, mid-card talent, squashing them while this stuff is going on. Squashing people in the Lucha Underground. I mean, not Lucha Underground, the Lucha House Party, squashing minorities. All these other type of different things. It seems very, very kind of uh, tone deaf by the WWE. At least, I mean, in terms of these things are coming to light, people kind of see what it is. It, it, It was rumored or speculated that these type of posts were kind of the reasons why that led to his kind of anxiety which led to his you know delay in sort of his debut but you know it's to me his Lars Sullivan thing I would like to say also he blocked me on Twitter um so he he did block me yeah I mean so you know it's on site now everyone today pretty much said something about it you know Wale said something about it a a lot of people just even though I didn't even expect to be saying something about the Lars Sullivan issue spoke out about it but more surprisingly Big E of the New Day spoke out about it. Did you see? What oh, he's got. He, he, he's had time. He's a torn meniscus. He's got time to tweet. He's got time to share. He's got time to send the police from my house. He's got. <laughs> that's uh, Laura Sullivan. That's Laura Sullivan coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Big E's got time. I did see what he said. I mean, let, let the people know what he's been talking about on Twitter. Big, Big E's been pretty much sending shade at the writers for WWE. <laughs> Uh, all, all types of, of, of things that, that he's been talking about. Just being an online troll, pretty much. I mean, he's talked about Barry on HBO. Uh, shout out to Pat in the in the cable box. Uh, he's been talking about rap with Kaz, all types of things on on Twitter. But today, someone pointed out the uh, the link, the 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 Reddit link to uh, Big E and said, "Yo, are you aware of this? Like, you know, you have to work with this racist asshole." Big E said, and I quote: "Many are aware." If true, he has to bear the albatross of being a bigot and working in a company that is now filled with minorities. <laughs> I remember, mean, remember we said this when, when it when it when it first came out. I was like, "How are you gonna? What you like? How is he gonna maneuver? Like the the, the WWE champion is like black, right? <laughs> African born. <sighs> Lars Sullivan is he's a jackass." He is. He's got a face for forums and trolling like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he he looks like a guy who would just you know sit behind their computer screen and like oh bet I you know these in in kind of type of way like that and it's those type of people you know. He's he's made threads on the 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 quote unquote gray area but uh between rape and consensual sex. Oh nah, he got to be out of here. He's got to yeah. go. Like he made, gotta, he, he made this thread. He he made it. He made this thread. Let uh, me let me. Lars Sullivan isn't turning the corner or anything in the WWE. He hasn't. He's not really doing anything that hasn't been seen. He's not doing anything that's really spectacular. He's not a sort of top caliber star like maybe a Randy Orton, where he could kind of skate around offenses um, that happened in sort of the backstage area. He's really kind of no one. So the fact that we, they haven't even this 
had this. This like, is insane. It's it's fucking unacceptable. He said, but uh, and this is back when when our truth and Kofi were, were in a small uh, like a short lived tag, tag team. team. He said, Sports, he said, tag team champions. He said both of these guys look like they could be in a prison black gang, and now he's now he's beating up our truth every week. <sighs> come on, come on, bro. Like like come on, dog. Like there has to be some type, and it's like they and they let him come back after he no showed for a month. It's it's insane. It's it's incredibly tone deaf, especially when you have a young, you know, regardless of what if, whether we agree with Leo or not. Like you have another young black man coming out and saying, you know, I don't want to be looked at like I'm 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 a slave to right. to these to these to these guys in here. And and people, you know, and I said this on Twitter. I hope that these people are having the same kind of talk that they're having with Leo, what they're having with Laura Sullivan, because. The situation, and I guess we'll talk about Leo afterwards, but the situation with Lars Sullivan, I mean, the fact that it's just he's, he's still on TV every day. In fact, now he's on twice a week. <laughs> so, And in, some, in a lot of ways, personnel-wise, it's worse than what Leo's doing. It's a lot worse. <laughs> a lot worse for the face of the company, for, for any sort of person who represents the WWE and represents a multicultural sort of, you know, behind the scenes workspace and everything like that. Like, it's it's gross, man. Like, it's it's really terrible. Now, if tomorrow he gets he gets let go, all, all is forgiven. But I know oh. someone I know someone tweeted me today and was like, well, look at what company he works for. And I was like, yeah, the same company that again, I know he's back now. But the same company that shit can Hogan within an hour of that video coming out. It like come on, like they they have to make a move on this. Like it's 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 blowing up. It has it is a conversation that is if it starts hitting the right news wire, they're gonna have to comment on it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And I think they're trying to you know as long as it they're hoping it hit, goes away right now. That's yeah. what they're doing. As long as it doesn't hit like Sports Illustrated or you know the the I don't I mean I wouldn't know if it hit Sports Illustrated. They seem to have them like you know a relationship with them. But as long as it doesn't hit sort of any major news publications, it probably is going to be like something that's swept under the rug. But it is something that should be at least addressed. I mean, this is a man who's yeah. We've seen everything. There's proof that it's him. There's yeah, pictures, pictures of him on the side. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really sad. It's really gross, and it's like, really like calling AJ uh, small and old is hilarious as well. Like he like he not only like he wasn't just pointing out like minorities. He was literally going at everybody and gays, uh, all types of all, like it was just like what is this? <laughs> I don't agree. A shitty person, bro. Shitty person. Let's get Lars out of here. Get Lars out of here. Two thousand nineteen. Fuck I'm Lars ready. Sullivan. Uh, Leo Rush. Uh, this week he talked about uh, how. Now I think this was actually in the interview he had with Sean Sapp. Yeah. Uh, he said that he he couldn't sustain under the WWE pay. Uh, so and this this kind of raised the uh the attention of a lot of people on the internet and uh, a lot of journalists as well uh someone actually got the information about his contract or or lack thereof that he accepted uh that he was offered a 300k a year per year salary uh and he turned it down hmm. i think this entire so first of all just also to... stop, i mean before you before you first of all my first of all why are we in this man's pocket? Well, it's his. Uh, it's literally he's the reason why everyone's in his pockets. Yeah, but, but yeah. I I don't like. Autistic, remember? <laughs> yeah, I, but that's my thing. It's like, why are we in this man's pockets? Two y'all know. Like, I just feel like now that it's been stretched out so long, th- he was jugging everybody last week. Mm-hmm. 
Because when, and what we're going to talk about in a second, like, is when, like, Mark Henry and Booker T and all these people come out and talk about it, it's like, yeah, now that makes sense. And, and to me, it took it out the realm of, and I, you know, again, got to be real here. A lot of, a lot of these journalists, these white journalists talking about this situation, uh-uh. <laughs> nah, brother. Nah. Um, what can I say about this? So, in terms of this entire situation, I thought it was very wild that he did the interview in the first place. Because this doesn't seem like it's an interview that would be approved by the WWE, and you know, definitely wasn't. And it, it, by all means, in all aspects, in all different types of, especially the fightful. By God, um, <laughs> no offense to fightful, but like, yo, they're not approving for people who you know go out and you know rumors and all of that. They're definitely not approving any interviews for that. But he went out his way to do it on his own. And he really talked about the, his entire situation with the WWE publicly, which. Um, and just in terms of pay and a lot of different things, and I don't know what he was expecting to come from that, or maybe he just wanted to speak his truth, or maybe he just felt like he was being vilified in a certain way. I know he wanted, he wanted sympathy. He, he, he felt like he was being vilified in a way, and he needed to sort of speak from his side, because a lot of people were saying, like, oh, my God, he's starting off these backstage trouble. He's trouble with Finn, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, yo, I'm all right. Here's Here's, here's the reality of my situation. The reality of my situation is I don't, that entire sort of carny lifestyle that WWE kind of, you know, says like, oh, my God, like all the boys do it. And, you know, to be a you know good old boy in the back, you need to you need to carry people's bags and you should make sure that, you know, Bobby Lashley right backstage, as soon as he walks through the curtain, has like a, a, a bottle of water waiting for him and all this other stuff. And I remember just specifically after the situation, I think it was probably like Thursday night or like Friday night. And I'm really thinking about the situation because I'm thinking about it from a standpoint of like, yo, what does this have to kind of do with the work or the things that he contributes? Like I get the idea of paying dues, but to me, having to and, and and a lot of it also came from you know the mark henry comments and the booker t comments of like you got to learn how to play the game and you got to know how to you know you know you got to you got to learn how to play a game and then i've never been someone who's like <clears throat> you got to play the game i'm not a type of person like that i kind of do what i got to do and i do my job and i do my job very well and that's how i you know, earn respect from people is because ultimately this is a professional wrestling business is an entertainment business. As long as he's going out there and professionally wrestling. Well, what what he does isn't any different from me going in my office and grabbing everybody's lunch. That's it. He's doing that. I don't think it's the extreme of that. Is it? it, It's not, it's, it's equivalent. I'm saying it's equivalent. It's like everyone does something for the better of the community. I'm not saying that I could do the, the the carny lifestyle. Absolutely not. But people expecting that their lifestyle is gonna is going to reflect upon a regular office or workplace. It's just not. It's it's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. And it's like at every level, especially like from where I'm at right now, on a, like even on a at a corporate level, I ha- you you have to play the game. There's there's a bunch of red tape that goes with that. It sucks. Of course it sucks. But the only people that the people that do make it are the people that work around the red tape or, or figure out a way to, to work within that, within that boundary. I'm not saying what, what Leo's doing is like the optics of it. Yes. Are, are, are bad. But also when you think about the optics of it being bad, you think about the fact that oh, white people are doing it too. Mm-hmm. And then you think about Chris Jericho saying, hey, yeah, I've never made anyone do that for me. 
it's, and it's like a lot of these people are back there are not saying that, you know, a lot of people are back there aren't going to speak up about it. They're not going to say anything about it or be candid about it. But I think that Leo's position and what he's doing right now, it's to me 50, 50, 50 of it is like, okay, that shit. I, I feel you. The other 50 is like, but everyone does it. You know, it's, it's, it's like, there, there's no, there's no difference here with like, it, it, to me, I almost feel like they're picking on them or they're, 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 they're purposely doing this. And it's like, yo, if they offered you 300 K and you knew that you had to pay your travel and shit like that, like, I don't think Mark Henry's wilding and saying, yo, how are you spending your money player? Right. 300 K over five, six years a year is well, like is, is enough. I mean, it's enough for us. With kids. Yeah. I mean, it's enough for, the, I mean, he's got kids. That I mean, that over, that, a lot. over five got, years, that over five years is over a million, right? Of, of course, yeah. I mean, but we're looking at it from the standpoint of like how many times, I mean, all these people have been paid, you know, a certain amount of money signing WWE contracts. How many times? And also, been, and also, how much money did he think he was getting off Bobby Lashley's shirts? Well, all right. So here's the, here's the <laughs> thing, though. But the, it's also like things that he's also helped promote it and things that he's also helped create it as much as it is the Bobby Lashley shirt. It, it doesn't go anywhere without Leo Rush, the one screaming the almighty Bobby Lashley. Cause Bobby Lashley isn't the one screaming it. He's just wearing the okay, shirt. Okay. So, so when it, when it comes to that, does, does he then also say, okay, I should be getting a bigger cut of a shirt that probably doesn't sell that well anyway. I think he has a sort of mindset. So that, if they give him a cut and it, and at the end of the, the quarter, when they give him his, his, his merch money, mm-hmm. That ends up being five hundred dollars. Is that was was that worth the fight? I mean, yeah. If you can start promoting much more merch, I mean, you get what you can. It's 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 less about like yo the the sort of dollar amount is more of the principle of the entire situation. It's like yo, if you're helping promote this entire thing, it's like why am I not seeing anything from it? And then from those sort of situations, it brings up the situations like now you're just gonna let them do it to you. Like so many people have gotten their sort of you know. Uh, there's sort of so, so many people have I feel like have stayed quiet about the things that have happened to WWE and this is why I'm not fully against the sort of things that Leo Rush is doing because I do feel like in a sense it's like he's just speaking his truth ultimately and while it is hindering him and while it will hurt him and there's things like that but it it takes people to sort of speak their truth or, or speak about sort of things that are going wrong or things that may not be right for things to actually be changed in the WWE like if you yeah, can't I, really i don't know, think I, if i don't think at the level that he's at that that's gonna it's gonna yeah but it, it yeah no it, it it may not be him but at least start the conversation like le- legitimately like you know we, uh, there's a comment by velveteen dream um shortly after defending his friend because they're friends i mean they're guys who when you know Patrick Velveteen Dream was wrestling on the independence, he was team, he was a tag team champions with Leo Rush. He was talking about it's sort of this entire you know situation. I'm trying to find his direct comments. I legitimately had it. I didn't know that. I didn't think that. I didn't look at that as as defense of of Leo. You sure? I looked at it like yeah. I looked at it as the opposite. What do you mean? That you know why are we? What uh, did he delete the tweet? Yeah, he did delete the tweet. He deletes the tweet all the time. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find it, but oh yeah, he deletes everything all the time. Okay, so hold on, it was on Twitter. Let me pull it up right now. So he essentially said, um, 
boom, boom, boom. Where the hell is it? Damn, this man deletes his tweets. Um, oh, here we are. This, you know, this quote unquote business is an entertainment company, a publicly traded multi-billion dollar grossing entertainment company. Three-lettered satirical sport. Understand each of us have made a choice to sacrifice for our health and personal gains. Outside of that, stop taking yourself so serious. It's not the carnival anymore. Business is changing. It's not the carnival. I mean, it, it, I mean, I don't it's think that's a mystery. You don't think it's in defense of Leo? You don't well, think I, it's. I, I, the, I, I, well, I actually I, don't know. It's I, very how is that? so shrouded. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it's. A, I, don't I think would it's say a the the line the line that struck me the most is "Stop taking yourself so serious." It's not the carnival anymore. That means it's not what it was before. This isn't what you know. This is a business. This is an entertainment company. We are all professionals here. There should be so none of the carnival things that we've been. I mean, we've been talking about on the podcast itself. Why the carnival? You know that carny mon- mentality still exists. Ultimately, my, the people I, my hang ultimate, up, my well, hang up uh, with the Leo shit was that uh, my hang up with the Leo shit was I always felt as though he should have been getting paid to wrestle, and he should have been getting paid more when he was in the main roster, and he tried to say that he that he wasn't, and when the three hundred k a year thing came out, what were we to think of that? But it's still, I mean, so I don't know his entire breakdown of the 300K, but I know. That's yearly. I, I know, but still, at, at some point, it's like if you're paying for travel, if you're paying for all these different type of things, yeah, you got to be, at, at some point, yeah, you got to be frugal with it. But then he also has kids. And then he also has, you know, a wife and a family to take care of and a mortgage and all these other th- different things that come into account. And if he's not wrestling, once again, if he's not wrestling on these shows, he's not getting paid to wrestle. He's pretty much getting a, you know, appearance as a talent. These are things that factor into the sort of money that he gets. Like it's uh, he's not making the same money as everybody else. And that may be his problem. A lot of this stems from the fact that he wasn't wrestling. And that seemed to be like the first major issue is that he wanted to wrestle. Yeah. And, and, and even if he was wrestling, it would have been. I would have loved it to be raw. Like, listen, I, there's nothing wrong with. I, I'm not against Leo as a performer at all. But it's no, like, of course not. What was his? What was his real ceiling? He wasn't like a Becky Lynch or a. I mean, Roman, but, or it's like, what? Way? Where were we? I I just think I just think it's kind of. It just feel like I, a jug. It feel like a jug to me if he if he left that out and he left that out and everything. I mean, whether it's the profile of the talent or not, a lot of these, I mean, a lot of these people who are speaking out or at least have these problems or issues within the WWE aren't as a large profile. I mean, probably the largest one right now is Sasha Banks. But, but they're not talking these, about money. They issue not money. Right. I mean, I mean, that's part of his grievances as well. But, you know, it's it's a lot of just positioning things, people not being used. His is about money. He bought the money. He's Leo Rush, man of the hour. Rolexes, all this other sh- stupid shit, but he, he's about that. But a lot of these people who have these problems with it aren't the people at top, and a lot of these people don't feel any type of way of leaving their things and going to another thing because, quite honestly, they could probably end up getting either paid the same or even more working somewhere else. So it's like, why even you know? It's, it's if, a, if Leo think he getting a million a year in AEW. Ooh. I mean, I don't think he's going to get a million a year, but I don't. Once again, you want I don't a double. Think you want to double? I don't. I mean, I want more money than I have now. 
So, yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. Try to get it as you want. But again, you have to sort of negotiate this entire thing. And WWE kind of stamps a, um, a, a, a worth on you. And if you feel like your worth is larger, then you kind of take it somewhere else. Like you feel like you're worth more. You feel like you're something and you're just like, I can't really negotiate on that. Then you take it somewhere else. I mean, he's been signed for pretty much close to three years, two years, two and a half years, three years now. He, he, he can probably decide, okay, maybe I should take my talent somewhere else. And I think that's what he's essentially feels like he's doing right now. He hasn't been well, featured on any of the shows. Um, well, I think they're, I, th- I think they're going to move Leo. Um, I, I think he's, he's too much of a liability on the main roster. I think they're going to bury him somewhere. On the NXT uh, UK? Like, where does he... <laughs> if they put him on NXT UK, they're green as fuck. <laughs> they're so green if they have him against Gallus. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? Uh, I'm pretty sure Kylo will, will love to talk about uh, Leo Rush on, on, on the call-up. But to, 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 I mean, essentially demote... Like, that's a real... Then, now, remember we were talking about demotions? Mm-hmm. From where Leo was as a rising star, for him to go back down like that? Like, like I remember last last week I was like, or a couple weeks ago I was like, yo, Sanity wasn't even featured. That's why I didn't feel as though that was a demotion because it wasn't like they were on TV anyway. Mm-hmm. Leo Rush was on TV every single week. He was on Mania, <laughs> right? Like, for him to go back down, like Tyler Breeze and all these, they're not on. They're not. They weren't close to where Leo Rush was. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So you know, essentially, it was just that would be the motion for Leo because, because all things considered relative to everyone else that would get called or got called back down to NXT. That's a bad move. That's a really bad move. Um, you know, I'll say this. I'm not fully against what Leo's looking for. I do think to sort of, what what are you against that he's doing? What am I? I mean, I'm against pretty much sort of, the public the public interview i'm probably yeah i would not do that that public interview kind of like determining if you're in negotiations you're trying to figure out what's wrong and then you're going outside the wwe and probably outside of their permission to sort of you know talk about quite openly the business and all the backstage things i think part of that is very tacky um Mm -hmm. but as far as what he's is part of someone who's like i see my self-worth as this and you're trying to define my self-worth for me. And I understand you do that because as a person, I'm a, just a commodity to you. I'm just a, I'm just a person. I'm just I'm, I'm this much to you. But to me, I, I deserve more and I want more. And I want to go outside and do all these other ventures. And I want to compete in all this. So here's what I here's at least what I want. And if the two sides don't come to agreement and, you know, a disagreement, then just go their separate ways. I, I completely understand it. Like it's a, it's a, it's a self-worth thing. And I think, uh, you know, self-worth gets lost a lot in the WWE when a lot of money is kind of thrown at you. And it's like, you should be grateful for all this type of things, but you kind of lose yourself ultimately. And then at the end, you really, when you're excommunicated, you've got nothing left. Yeah, so I, I don't think I don't think the best move for him is to go back to the Indies. I don't know what the best move for him is. I I, I think him, I think I think him like getting let go, it would be. But it insane. may be you never know. You may it may be you never know. It, it but, legit. I mean, the with the way the Indies are, they could probably use him, but I don't think that they would give him 
I mean, Joey Janela's spring break is not his his right. his cooter. You know what I'm saying? That's not his his. I understand, his but you goal. never. I mean, you never you never know. <laughs> I, I understand, but you never know. Like but, uh, I feel like you never know in these type of situations. But yeah, I uh, mean, Leo Rush conversation part two, man. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like there will be a part three and maybe a part four. But yeah. Um, uh, we we get we get so long form about this because we actually we really we really like the guy. I really I really love the guy in Ring. I, I love his I love his character. So this is why we we go so hard on on the Leo Rush. Yeah, conversation. I care about Leo Rush. I feel like he's a, you know, I just you know I wish the best for him. That's all. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Buddy Murphy. Oh, I, I turned my Alexa on again. Look at this. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, they're they're split. They've been split for about a year. I know a lot of the a lot of the uh, a lot of our friends. Are are currently petitioning her to come to the RNC house in Tampa. Let's go. Oh, what? <laughs> Y'all green. I don't know what to say on that. But um, with that pig, get out of here. Come on. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know how long I would have stuck around with that pig. But nah, I would have ate that pig, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know, but. I mean, good for her. Good for him. I mean, it's been a very long time. They they said uh, it's been a, at least about a year now, almost. I think almost they're engaged or something. Yeah, and and they split. Buddy's obviously on SmackDown now. Um, and, and Alexa has had her, which makes sense now. It's why they on separate rosters. I thought it was weird they weren't on the same rosters for a very yeah. long time. But yeah, but I also keep, I also love how a hundred they were and keeping a secret and, and not being too public about it. Um, I think all too often these wrestler breakups get very messy. Uh, and they're not handled with grace, but it, it seems as though this one was handled with grace and class. There, there's no room for I messiness. Mean, no I no mean, room for messiness. Handle the grace and class because we haven't heard about it, at least. But well, yeah, well, but that but that's a that's a two way street. Yeah, but you know we we don't know what happened. I mean, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. But oh god, they probably it probably was. Hey, Bay, you're on two hundred five. I'm on fucking raw. We clearly travel on different shows here. There it is. Man was cruiserweight champion and must be feeling himself. You know what I'm saying? He's like, wow. yo, oh, now you're you're making it messy. Yo, I'm I'm out here. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm out here. I'm Buddy Murphy. Yeah, out here with Tazawa getting oh. hoes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, imagine imagine getting girls with Akira Tazawa. I, you know what? Shout out to Akira Tazawa. He's trying to get a girl. He's like, ah, ah, ah. All right, all right. <laughs> Shout out to Akira Tozawa. Uh, you want to touch on these Raw and SmackDown live ratings? It's been like a big, big con- like point of contention. I don't, I don't like rating talk a lot. I don't but. like rating talk either because I can tell you um, ratings is what it is. It's a number. I can tell you I can, I'm much rather interested in what WWE does in response to ratings or viewership down. But yeah. in terms of actual talking, like, and, you know, Raw was down below 2 million or SmackDown was down below 2 million. Like, eh, well, so what? Like, <laughs> it goes up, it goes down, it does what it does. We can talk about the response to the low viewership and what happened on Monday night and Tuesday night. That is just... Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. I, I think because this kind of sh- frames a lot of these two shows this week, which were very weird shows. Both of them were very, very weird shows on Monday night. Uh, we were introduced to the wild card rule on Raw and SmackDown, where uh, eventually, essentially, uh, four superstars from either Raw or SmackDown could appear on uh, either show. So uh it don't on, even sound right, man. Like yeah. 
yeah. so here is if this is an idea that it can't even be like you can't even explain it like you gotta like they had to have an article after the show came on to explain it you're right so if it's something that requires longer than a sentence to explain then it's not right and you know what WWE has have had, and, and we're talking about the sort of the viewership and the ratings thing. Yes, the ratings have been down. WWE has had um, tons of reactions over the last years. I mean, since the Attitude Era, ratings have been falling and themselves have been responding to it. A lot of it is usually Vince McMahon coming out and doing something crazy, like, you know, killing himself or giving away a million dollars weekly or something like that. Um, some of it is like, you know, Triple H coming back or the authority or something along those lines. To me, this, I mean, or, or even guest host, like celebrity guest host. I would have rather that than this. I, I think that the wild card thing, uh, makes things less special. Like, what are we going to do for Survivor Series if this has been going on this long? Yeah. I mean, Survivor it, Series is not special anymore. It, it makes a lot of things not special. It makes the WWE Championship. It's- not as exclusive. It Which makes, was defended twice this this week. I mean, <laughs> defended successfully. <laughs> Just add that in. Shut your ass <laughs> up. Okay. Okay. So uh, let me explain this real quick. So yes. according to WWE themselves, uh, about it. a limited number of superstars from Raw or SmackDown will be invited to, to cross brand lines from one night only appearances with unauthorized jumps to be penalized by fines or even potential firing. That's it. That's the rule. It doesn't say a number, right? It no, doesn't say a number. It just says... It doesn't say doing. how they're allowed to. It doesn't say if they ask. It just They're just allowed to show up. That's it. So what do you think the reasoning for this is backstage? Like, what is the reason for this in terms of, in terms of business or television or things like that? What do you think that reason is? It has to be ratings. It has to be. Uh, it has to be for NBC Universal uh, or to appease in NBC Universal or and or Fox or both uh, at the same at the same time to get these ratings up. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that the first night that you do it, you put Roman Reigns on on Raw again after he right. just left. You put two Roman weeks ago. Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and WWE Champion Kofi Kingston, all of the three top guys on SmackDown. Um, on on one show and on and Lars show. and racist Lars Sullivan, um, um, yeah, just I, I feel like so. Here's the thing: it's a it definitely dilutes the star power of a lot of guys that we see. Mm-hmm. That's that's the first problem. The second, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to have the superstar shake up literally two weeks ago. Now there are talents that are, are exempt so obviously as long as becky lynch has the two belts she can be on both shows which we've already been which and, i and was cool with i was cool with that i was fine with letting that pass <laughs> and also the women's because tag team has two belts yeah and the t- women's tag team champions also not that crazy about but fine with letting that pass because it kind of makes sense you don't have enough of a tag team roster on one show to warrant two different type of tag belts. I understand that. And, and so next week when Roman doesn't show up, who are the four? So we're always going to be guessing if there's four people. I feel like I, Roman's always showing up. <laughs> I, well, here's my, here's my other thing. What if I, like, I, there is one, th- one positive about it. That is if a buddy Murphy or a Cedric Alexander or a Cesaro jump to one of the shows to have a little TV 15 minute TV match. But th- that's also my main issue with this is the fact that 
now you have these. I think it works better. I think it works better for SmackDown to Raw. How about that? I don't think it works, but I don't think it works better for anybody. For Buddy Murphy, who's probably not going to get a lot of TV time, I'd say so. Buddy Murphy ain't jumping no damn show, man. (laughs) Buddy Murphy ain't drawing no audience. Buddy Murphy's not doing anything. No offense to Buddy Murphy, but he's just not. Like, I think. I mean, I'm talking about for my personal enjoyment of the matches. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, yes. I mean, you know. I think just in general, it's a major detriment. It could potentially add to much more frustration backstage with a lot of the superstars backstage because now it's the same time. It's like, okay, you put us on these separate shows. We're supposed to get these opportunities to perform. We're not getting these opportunities to perform. WWE has an entire roster of people who just don't do anything from a week-to-week basis. Mm. Who you know, even good to passable to not even that great to all these other things. And they've got uh, just loads of people that they're paying. They're paying money, more money than Leo Rush. But they're paying them money to kind of just sort of sit backstage and collect a check while I'm sure they want to see these opportunities. Like Cesaro. Cesaro was there the first night. We haven't seen Cesaro since. We haven't seen Cedric Alexander since. Buddy Murphy appeared on a commercial break because there's no more time on SmackDown. Because Raw people are on SmackDown in multiple segments. The Miz mm-hmm. is in, Miz is on SmackDown. Um, there's a there's a you know, Sami Zayn and and, and and AJ Styles are in the main event of SmackDown. All these and SmackDown's two hours long. See and the thing is, it's like, the, yes, the wild card rule, it works much better on Raw, but the fact that it's happening on SmackDown makes it really not efficient for the entire roster. Now you have these people, like, just, and, I mean... How long do you th- how long do you think this lasts? Because it lasts that long. I, I, think, I think this lasts at least until SummerSlam. I think they eventually just cut it out. Like, I, they need a big segment to sort of blow it off, but I think... The fact that this has even happened to me is so this is like the fact that they're ignoring pretty much the last two weeks of the things that they sort of promoted in order to, you know, it seems like well, desperate. That's what I can say. Yes, that's that's that is desperate. It's desperate. I mean it's, it's odd, but the thing is though, what else what what is what they supposed to do? I mean, if you look at even just at the Build top of quality the card, content on television. <laughs> well, here's it. What, what, well, here's the thing, Mills. Like, I mean, Raw is a terrible show, but at the top of Raw, it's a bunch of people that we like. Right. At both of these shows, it's a bunch of people that we like are at the top. Like AJ Styles and Seth Rollins are at the top on Raw. Mm-hmm. We like them. At the top of SmackDown, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, right. Kofi Kingston, all people that we like. The match, and I said this before, like the mat, these matches on Monday were not bad. Sunday, the matches weren't bad either. No, I mean, not ma- Sunday, uh, Tuesday weren't, Tuesday wasn't bad either. The matches aren't going to be bad, but that's not really the point. Like, Everything in between it for me is not working. The, the, ma- I mean, the matches aren't going to be bad. It's not the point, but I feel like just the f- mere fact that you're not even taking a chance on, promoting the roster that you have maybe if you you, you created a lot more interesting storylines and and things like that we did the shake-up to freshen up the roster so you would be able to have these sort of fresh storylines and now what's, you're kind what's of, fresher than aj and seth for the first time i mean cesaro and cedric alexander i mean but so here's the thing though it's like but you just mm-hmm. told me Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy ain't popping a rating. So no, Buddy Murphy. Like, <laughs> but it, it's so you're not even giving a chance for people to get behind a Cedric Alexander or a Cesaro. You're not even giving them the opportunity. Honestly, or, you, or a Ricochet. 
or a ricochet, really, because it's now it's like you're you're, you're Braun Strowman barely on the show. Braun Strowman just threw someone in a dumpster this week. That's that's all he kind of did. And you're I not mean, even, that's all he ever does. But you're not given these opportunities. Like you, you talk about the attitude era and them having to create new stars. And while it wasn't, they're still getting their butt kicked by, you know, WCW in the beginning, when you stay the course and consistency will always follow through and you, you, you create these exciting storylines and these exciting programs and, and sort of quality television that makes you want to come back from week to week. I think the problem now is everything is so, this happens this week and then next week that happens that week. And there's no really sort of joining of it. Like we talked about it two weeks ago. Why the hell did, you know, why the hell did Robert Roode beat Ricochet? Nothing happens the following week. And then the following week, there's a rematch for what? <laughs> like you that, didn't even, that was the crazy shit to me about that one. Raw. It was like, he, he lost to a mid card guy, then beat a top card guy. And then has to go back down and beat the mid card guy that they were supposed to have him beat the week before. Right. So it's so it's very disjointed in the way they do things, and maybe they need to take a look at how they're doing it. And and I think a lot of it's you know it's live television things like that. But at the same time, it's like yo, you got to create these new characters on Raw. They're probably the only person that's only people that's getting the consistent rub on Raw are the probably the Usos and <laughs> and, and, and 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 the revival with their sort of shenanigans and things like that. But I think I think on Raw there there is there is also like a lot of shit that I called on the show, which by the way Raw was terrible on Monday. It was, Raw was bad. Raw was it bad. was a it was a really bad show. I felt like we were back in uh, November two thousand seventeen. Yeah, um, it was that bad. Uh, I I called it last week. I said if AJ and Seth are in a tag team next week, I'm going to fucking rip my hair out. Or I said I was going to do something violent. And there and what and what did we see? Well, I agreed. I said you're probably going to see him in a tag team. I don't, you know, it, you know, it it just is what it is. It's kind of how they sort of do things, but they need to sort of change up the kind of how. They and again, do. that match wasn't even bad. <laughs> no, I mean the match wasn't bad, but it's just the presentation of it all. It's kind of where they lose people, and now now you have these things where you get people aren't even people are appearing in front of live audiences mojo Rawley debuted his gimmick did you know that yeah i, I don't <laughs> on, care on commercial <laughs> I the iconics the iconics who weren't featured on any show tag team champions they should at least be on one show were featured on commercial for monday night raw like i'm not saying all this stuff is bad and i'm not saying i think it's a great but it's just like to me it's so ass backwards to just decide like Yo, you know what we're gonna do? I mean, you kind of—they're betting on the guys that they have, and they know what works. I get it. But Actually, at the same time, you have to you, create these new guys. You know how that—you know how you used to just say you're the only people that are getting the rub of the Usos. I, I, I agree, and I also disagree. The only, only team that's getting a consistent rub every single week on this fucking show are the Viking Experience. Right. They really like they are really behind these guys, and they're doing it the, the right way with them right now. Everyone else is kind of like. Eh, whatever. Like the Lacey Evans segment on Raw, what the fuck was this for? I don't even remember. Oh, there it is. Yes. What, what, what was right. this for? Because she, this was to mix two storylines together because they didn't have the time to promote one. So they're literally doing the women's championship match while they have the four women in the money in the bank thing. And they're just like, okay, well, let's throw them all in one segment. And it's just, you know. It's just the utilization of time, man. Like, it, I think maybe. Why do we get a fifteen-second Lucha House Party squash? 
<laughs> like what what was the show? Here, here here's how I feel. I feel like they take from this. Hopefully they take from this week and they learn from it. Because there's probably a, a better way to do the wild card rule. While as dumb as it is, as it is, there's probably a better way to do the wild card rule. The the wild card rule on Raw ended up with uh two SmackDown guys in the main event. Right. The wild card rule shouldn't really be for the guys getting time. The wild card rule should be for the people, you know, like you said earlier, who aren't getting time. Exactly. It's a get time against people that you would normally never see them against, which also kind of defeats the purpose of Survivor Series. But I get it. Go, go off, Queen. Go off. But uh, I really like you like from Raw. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like the main event. Great match. I, I thought it was I think Brian makes Kofi look like a million bucks. And I think that he honestly is the guy that legitimized and legit and continues to legitimize his run and what he gives for Kofi to look great in these matches. I think Brian kills himself to put Kofi over here. And, um, I, I really liked the match. I didn't like it better than the main match, obviously, but, um, the, the, it was a good main event for Monday night raw. Yeah, like, it was really good. I uh, think that was really one of the only shining spots of raw. It's like, okay, we get a WWE championship match, even though it should be a universal championship match, but it's, uh, we get a WWE championship live I, on the show. I thought Roman and Drew started off really, really good until they did the fucking DQ finish with Shane and then Elias, more SmackDown people coming onto the show. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> like this show really tested me a lot. Uh, there was a Bray Wyatt segment that I thought I thought was cool. Apparently next week he will be revealing, I, I'm guessing when he'll debut again or what this, what his, his deal is. So there right. will be something coming up with that next week, but on the whole, uh, as an introduction to the wildcard rule, Raw completely stunk. It, it, it did not. It, it was a completely desperate and, and terrible show uh, on Monday. I did think that SmackDown did the wildcard thing a little bit better on, on Tuesday, though. Yeah, I think, you know. Still bad, but a little bad. Better. Still bad. I'm still confused by all of it. I'm still legitimately the only thing I was pretty much approving of is the Usos being on both shows because SmackDown's tag team roster stinks. Yeah. bad it's so smelly um but in terms of just kind of setting up for the main event i mean he, you you took a look at what happened there and he's like damn do these guys belong on smackdown like yeah exactly <laughs> Demi zane and then aj styles he's like are these guys better off on smackdown it looks like they feel better off on smackdown um you know the opening segment with Sami Zayn and aj styles and kofi kingston end up leading to a triple threat match which you know i thought was really good as well great television i mean it's great television to me it's reminiscent of that attitude era where it's like okay wwe championship is on the line tonight you said you were defending champion here you are aj does the multi-man match very well um i thought he was out like the last like three minutes (laughs) but i think when when it was time like the big spots yeah yeah, I, I forget what knocked him out, but it ended up being just, you know, Sami Zayn versus Kofi Kingston for a while. Um, I really I, thought they was going to break down into a tag team match. I swear to God. Oh, God, I would have I would have hated it. Uh, I, I did no Finn on the show. I oh, thought yeah. he would have I thought he would have fit in that Ali Andrade, Randy Orton. <laughs> Finn is already in Ireland. They already shipped him to Ireland. Oh, he was. He was already gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, okay. he they did a they did a little video thing. It was like, hey, I'm in Ireland and I'm in WWE tour and da da da. Okay. Okay. So they did one of those. Um 
Buddy Murphy was on a commercial break. So there's yeah, your Buddy Murphy there's, debut. There's his debut. Uh, we also got new tag team champions on SmackDown. Shane McMahon came out and uh, pretty much just gave it to Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Kind of uh, a lot of people. I saw someone say that this is probably a demotion for Daniel Bryan. But I was like, no, I think this is for the tag team division that sorely needs someone with credibility in it. I think we both can be happy now, right? Like we both like I get what I like. You get what you like. We we both are kind of can be happy now, and we can. Start I'm, I'm happy. Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston war. I'm we happy. Like, we like them both. I mean, one one can be champion, and the other can be champion as well. Is all I'm saying. I'm, I'm happy with both. I I think that Daniel again was such a great performer. Performer, such a great performer. I hope such it rubs a great... off on Rowan. <laughs> exactly. Well, I thought Rowan was really good in the tag match. Honestly, I, I thought he he fit his spots very well. I, I thought that there was like a couple of spots where, uh, when he caught them on the outside, was a really cool spot for me, and uh, that he got the pinfall was was really cool as well, showing that you know again like Daniel gives a lot, you know, right? He gives and, a lot, and for him to uh, not, it's, I I don't think of this as a, as a demotion because if you think about it, in the past years, the SmackDown tag champions are pretty much the ones that do a lot of the workhorse stuff and carry the shows to, to really great matches. I mean, look at the Usos and the New Day for, for you know, as much as they they had those titles. Um, I don't look at it as a demotion. I think that a lot of people can come up and you've already seen Heavy Machinery looking at that. And I think that if Daniel Bryan and Heavy Machinery have to do promos, please, yeah. God, save me. I so, cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> So he's already, I mean, the, the backstage promos and the stuff, if you haven't looked on the YouTube channel or the Twitter page or things like that, the, the promos have been incredible. Yeah. Like Daniel Bryan is fully, he's into it. Like he's not like half-assing this at all. He sees this as not another opportunity um, to really showcase himself. And he's now they're the planet's tag team champions. And he's talking about the tag team evolution and how tag teams, you know, the tag team roster has been so thin for so long. And they, yeah. we had the women's evolution and they don't think of the tag team evolution. Like we could be WrestleMania, main inventing WrestleMania and things like that. So he's really putting it all into it. Very um, happy with it. They, they also broke the wild card rule uh, because of Miz obviously showing up on the show. So that's five. So is the Miz going to get fined? I mean, I guess he would, right? Miss showed up. Well, who's authorized and who was not authorized? It, I have no idea. It doesn't. <laughs> so it doesn't have actual rules or anything. Like it, it, it just says a limited amount. That seems like they're trying to cover themselves. Um, but it's just, it's just weird, man. It's, like this wild card rule. We also another thing that happened. Uh, Bailey and Charlotte and Becky. No, n- neither of them are, or no, none of them on the show. Rather. Uh, they actually changed the match where Bailey will be teaming with yeah, Carmella. Yeah, Bailey was supposed to be in that match. I was like, what the yeah, hell? It was uh, Car- Bailey, Carmella, and Ember Moon was, was supposed were supposed to go against uh, Charlotte, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. They they basically wrote them both off with a sentence each, and basically said Bailey's not uh, she's not performing tonight. You know, Bailey wasn't trying to take that pinfall again. Oof. But why would you have Ember? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because what is? I mean, yeah, that's all I would say is because. Next week we're getting Asuka and and, and, and Kyrie Sane versus Mandy and Sonya. Uh, I I imagine that this is more billed to a tag match that will be announced at Money in the Bank. Um, no, they're I, in the Money in the Bank match. Um, oh, sh- Mandy, oh shit! Mandy Rose, she's in the Money in the Bank match. So, oh, so I yeah, they're definitely the tag losing. team champions. It's probably going to be um, just further build up for the tag team champions type of deal. Uh, where do you think they're going with the uh, Alistair Black stuff? 
I, I have no idea. I mean, I don't. I don't hate it. I, I do like. I do like reintroducing him. I. I do like this seemingly heel thing that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I'm. He's. He cuts a hell of a promo. I'll tell you that much. It's good. It's right in his wheelhouse. It's right in his vein. It seems like a lot of his flavor. So um, I'm interested to see where he strikes. It seems like he's going to strike someone. He's been hinting towards. A winner, a winner, taking a win away from someone. Yeah, or something along those lines. So I'm in- anticipated to see how he strikes. But Alistair Black on SmackDown. I mean, at this point, it don't even matter on SmackDown. Man could just show up on Raw. It don't even matter. Who do you think uh, is his first program? I don't know whose first program is. It really could be. I mean, I assume if you're doing these programs every week, you're building for somebody major. Um, Can't be like Ali. Nah, Ali's got his own problems with Randy. Rand, Randy Orton in his uh in his, his quest to, yeah his quest to <laughs> outlaw minorities in his America. Um, yeah, who knows? I, I I do like it though. I, I just want to mention like I I I like that they're building to the return of Alistair Black. He should be a spectacle. Right. His entrance. His entrance is not a every week entrance. <laughs> that is a. He should be a spectacle whenever he uh, comes out. Hey, no Rusev or Nakamura on the show either. How about that? I mean, no Rusev, no Nakamura, no Chad Gable, no everybody who's been sort of drafted to SmackDown. <laughs> kind of. They ruined they sh- everything. They they really did. I really really did. I mean, they had they had they had time for that five minute Roman Reigns <laughs> retrospective. <laughs> Which was really good. But. It was really good. It was really good. I was just like, yo, I mean, we went through his entire career. They literally went through his entire career. Like, from the moment he debuted. I mean, FCW. NXT. NXT. WWE winning the Royal Rumble. How, how do you like, how do you leukemia. love, they, how do you love that music hit when to the somber piano music when it, when it went for the cancer diagnosis part? Oh, you got, oh, you got to have the somber, you got to have the somber music. And if your, your career is not, <laughs> There's no ups, downs. There's no returns. There's no valleys. You got to have the somber music. You got to have the creed. But did you um, call it? Did you call it like you when it first came when you were like, okay, they're going to hit the piano music in about one minute here. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Come on. We're, we're, we're kids of the creed era. The creed era. Of, yeah. My sacrifice. <laughs> when you are with me. Um, free. Like I'm, we we we're here with ours. Like we we know what's coming. I'm screaming. Oh <laughs> man, I I did like SmackDown uh, a lot. I like SmackDown a little bit better. Yeah, I, I liked it a little bit better. But not. I think they still need to work out. Like this is the intro week for the wild card. I get it. We out here. We got to make sure people know that these give people it a D. on yeah. Well, yes. The the rule itself is dumb. <laughs> I can't, I can't kite for the rule that's dumb. But I think they're trying to make a statement like these people are on this show. Um, you can move each show they want. That's why they put the WWE Championship. You know, I, I was wondering why the yeah, I was wondering why the Universal Champion didn't get any much play. But it's well, I I don't think Seth has much reason to be on SmackDown, so mm-hmm. they wouldn't they wouldn't have him go there. I think AJ is kind of like a last write off the show. Like, okay, he's really on raw now doing this here. I think a lot of it is really to, uh, Kofi is in a good position because a lot of it is he had something with Brian that that rematch was probably supposed to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. So they, they got it out the way. Uh, and, the, and they, you also want to like the thing with Kofi's reign now is that you want to see how long he's going to keep it. And I think that's what they're starting to do with it now. Where it's like, okay, 
he is, how many times is he going to face the odds and is, is he going to win? So it's like the possibility that AJ could walk into Money in the Bank with both, with, with the WWE title is very enticing as far as will the fans believe it? And it's AJ Styles. Right. I think I think it's a little less uh, dramatic if, if it's Seth Rollins on, on that. So I'm cool with Seth not defending it. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, give my man Kofi his props, man. He defended on both shows. Doing good. Doing good. Had a great match on both shows. I, I'll um, call it. I'll call a spade a spade. I did like his promo on 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 Tuesday. Uh, no pancakes. No so, pancakes, baby. So that's you know when Rob said. <laughs> that's why Rob's gone. To be honest with you. <laughs> When Rob said, "I saw," <laughs> maybe maybe he should maybe he should he took a little pancake thing a little bit too far. So maybe he, said he flung a pie, a pancake into the upper deck. <laughs> maybe he took the pancake things too far, and that's really kind of where where things have ended up for him. Legendary, legendary post. Uh, but yeah, that that was that was Raw <clears throat> and SmackDown, and I believe this is the A show for this week. Now next week we will have a Money in the Bank run through. Uh, prediction show with a special guest uh we're not going to announce it here of course because the, the nature of special guests <laughs> um but i mean yes as always as always uh, check us out on the a show rnc and the a show network uh we have shows like the call up every single week shout out to eric Kahlo. he is really one of my favorite shows to listen to every single week he's such a great voice and it's such a great uh mind for nxt and nxt uk i, I can't think of a better person um that could have this you know the show uh we also have spot callers with myself and cyrus we just released another episode uh last week uh with joy janela spring break two we will have meals on this episode coming up we're going to record that pretty soon right meals yeah yeah totally yeah yeah for sure. <laughs> oh my god it's gonna come down to the wire again <clears throat> but you can also follow us at rnc radio live we, we have so many shows what, what's going on out there Rough Riders, sorry. The, is that Meek Mill? It's a little Meek Mill. Jesus um, Christ. Uh, yeah, we have, a, we have a brand new uh, edition of the RNC Radio playlist and also R&B and RNC playlist as well. Updated, locked and loaded on Apple, Spotify, not Tidal. Sorry, Jay. And uh, <laughs> I mean, we got that. We got the Catronado weather playlist that I just dropped that a lot of people seem to be feeling. I'm um, feeling it too. Like, like yo, Mills, you're you're like summertime warmth got me in my feelings. This Catronado got me kind of jigging. I think I'm growing up. Well, about time. Um, <laughs> we got that. We got, of course, RSPN every Friday. You can check that out. You can check out also the Perfect Play with Huey. Um, he dropped an episode about something in the water. You know, covering that and what it did for Virginia and how powerful it was for his longest his longest episode yet, I think. Uh, as it should be. You better be proud of that young man. Um and you know, late fees, Matrix. Talk about going it. Going up, going up. The Matrix episode doing very, very well. Shout out to uh Esther Rosenfeld, uh, our special guest for that sh- for that episode. Uh we are currently in the midst of our second Keanu Reeves uh show. We're going to be recording that very soon, so check that out next week. It's going to be Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. Ooh, okay, turn that up. All right, and, and John Wick too. Um, and and we're supposed to, you know, we got plenty of other shows. I mean, I think we're supposed to get a new episode of RAOP Gaming soon one day. Maybe when we wish Ant back. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I we got to wish Ant back with the Dragon Balls. But shout yeah. out to, to the Lookout as well. The Lookout will return. 
later this month. Dro- drop that Instagram. Drop that Instagram. Fuck all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow the lookout on Instagram at the lookout.db on Instagram. Make sure you follow that. Trust me. All the news about you know the lookout and just fun stuff that we're gonna do is on that Instagram. So make sure you tune into that. Lookout will be returning later this month. An actual date will be announced probably in the next couple days or so. So make sure you stay tuned. Um, and yeah, I mean, that is everything RNC radio. Yes, sir. So next week, money in the bank, we will be of course, uh, pretty much putting all the shows to the side. So if there's anything wild with the wild card rule, we'll, we'll bring it up next week. I don't know. I don't think they should be doing anything crazy, with the go home shows here, but you know, as always, I'm pretty sure they'll have, a- it will be in the UK. So nothing will be that crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That's definitely. And we will probably see it five hours before we actually think, and I may not actually stay around watching either show. <laughs> I know what's going on beforehand. Well, well, now they're they're. Wait, I forgot. I forgot to mention this, but they're not even putting the the YouTube clips up as the show goes on. Now they're waiting oh, till yeah, after. They're waiting till after the show. See, smart, very smart. I, I like well, that. It seems much more desperate because. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's desperate. I think it's something that they did. That was a service. That was that was a service to us as fans to so we wouldn't have to, um, you know watch the show if we're on the go or something like that. So I, I would say that that was like a service to us. Um, but mm-hmm. however, however, I, I don't think that we should look like the word desperate is crazy to me as mm-hmm. far as that goes. Like, I think desperate is trotting out Hulk Hogan out there to, to, to cut a 15 minute promo for, to pop a rating. They're not doing that. Yeah, I mean, um, yes, maybe they haven't reached a point of desperacy yet, but I mean, they're dangerously approaching to me. No, no. I, I think adapting is something that all companies do. Adapting? Wow. ESPN. What are you? <laughs> no, it's not even it's not even a show. It's like this this is stuff that I've seen. Like, listen, I, I work in digital marketing. So it's like I see companies do this all the time. It's called restructuring. It's like they will never say that's a failure because it's they're trying something new. I think ESPN does this with uh with first take. Um VH1 does it with their shows. A lot of people do release the, the clips after Ellen does it for her shows. Like they will release it 30 to 40 minutes oh, after. I thought we were talking about the wild card rule. Um <laughs> Oh no, I mean like the, the YouTube clip stuff. Uh, oh, the YouTube because yeah. I saw people saying that that was desperate too. Nah, I wouldn't say it's desperate. Um I'll just say, yeah, now you have to wait till after all. I lived in a childhood where I didn't watch all the pay-per-views and I had to go to WWE.com the following morning. To figure out what the hell happened. And that was a longer wait. That was like a six to eight hour wait for them to get those stories up. That was crazy wait. So it's like I had to find out. You know how long it took me to find out that the WWE beat WCW at Survivor Series? <laughs> and that <laughs> the WWE had won? <laughs> it took me forever. So I, I can only imagine little meals. And I, I was really like anxiety. Like I was like, yo, this is the biggest. It's crazy. I'm hearing that it's going on. And it's like, I can't even watch it. What am I watching? I think I'm watching The Simpsons or something because it's on <laughs> basic television. But Jesus Christ. Like, and then I see WWF1. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God we don't have to sit through Mortis matches. Fucking. <laughs> 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 not more to Chronic. We don't have to chronic, sit through Chronic matches. Go. Chronic. Uh, but yeah, for, until next week for the A show. Uh, for meals, I am Justin. Or for for is that the right way? I don't know. We're 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 all dead here. Uh, until next time, we'll see you guys next week uh, for our Money in the Bank prediction episode. Peace. My champion is still black, y'all. What's gonna happen when he's not? Why do you keep saying that? Just let him be black and end the show. All right. the, the champion's black. All right, peace. Cut to black. <laughs> okay, cut to black. Yeah, I like that. Fade to black, motherfucker. All right, bye. <laughs>